Hi, I'm Sally Prosser. Welcome to That Voice Podcast. Great to have you here. I believe your voice matters and deserves to be heard. I started this podcast to share free, practical tips to help you speak with more confidence, to grow your business, advance your career, and avoid totally freaking out about public speaking. As a former TV journalist and company spokesperson, qualified speech and drama teacher, TikToker, and general lover of life, I know firsthand about the power of showing up with confidence. Your voice is the soundtrack to your personal brand. Are you ready to turn it up? Hello, hello, I'm Sal. If you are here listening to the podcast for the first time, a big welcome. If you're a long-time listener, welcome back. It's always great to have you with me. We are up to episode 80. Wow. And I have such a special guest on the podcast this week. For a bit of context, if you follow me on Instagram at Sally Prosser Voice, you'll notice that I like going to Inspire Cycle, which is a spin class like no other. It's dark. There's special effects lighting. The music is pumping. There are crazy arm movements. And even though I'm not particularly good at it, I really like going. It gets the heart rate up. It gets me away from my phone. And it's not called Inspire Cycle for nothing. The instructors are so inspiring. This isn't a sponsored podcast, by the way. (laughs) I could actually do a whole spin-off series just interviewing the amazing Inspire instructors. Today, I'm chatting to Jake Harrison, who's an incredible Inspire instructor. One class, he had all of us singing Robbie Williams' Angels while riding. What a moment. You might have seen me talk about it on one of my reels. <laughs> you might also recognize Jake from My Kitchen Rules, which is a reality cooking show here in Australia. He's one half of Jake and Elle, who actually won the MKR series called The Rivals. Amazing. He's also been a professional ballet dancer. So in this episode, Jake and I chat about how he prepares his voice, energy and material to inspire the hell out of a cycle class as well as how he managed anxiety and stayed positive during filming a very high-rating reality TV show. And you can just imagine all the pressure and judgment that comes with that. But first, are you sick of getting nervous before speaking? Tired of saying ums and ahs and tripping over your words? Frustrated your voice sounds weak or boring? Imagine being able to confidently speak when called on. Hitting record and not doing 100 takes, captivating an audience with your voice. Sounds great, right? (laughs) Then join my six-week voice makeover. Over six weeks, we dive into the fundamental steps you need to make an impact every time you speak. How to hack your mindset, how to tap into your body, control your breathing, literally speak from your heart, form your words and phrases clearly, and top it all off with beautiful expression. To make it happen, join my six-week voice makeover by heading to my website, sallyprosser.com.au, or just click the link in the show notes. Look forward to seeing you there. And get your tickets to Voice and Vigno Virtual. It's happening on June 22nd. This is a 90-minute online party with a pop-up Facebook page where we'll lock down your vocal brand. It'll give you a perfect taster for my six-week voice makeover, including how to make your voice resonant, how to speak with clarity, and, of course, how to be expressive. Tickets are $37 until they go up on the 1st of June. The link to buy is on my website, sallyprosser.com.au, and also in the show notes. Okay, now it's time for Jake. 
I really hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did making it. Grab your journal, grab a pen, because Jake shares a whole lot of quote-worthy advice that you'll want to write down. Jake Harrison, welcome to That Voice Podcast. It is so exciting to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Sally. It's so good to see you. Yes, and a little bit less sweaty than earlier this morning. Yes. <laughs> I know, it's, it's, it's actually quite nice to join together when we're not in a fitness sense, which is great. Absolutely. So let me set the scene. You've got a dark room, a bunch of people on bikes, and everyone's there for a workout. There's a big gap between, you know, the people that go there every single day, right down to people who might be walking in there for their very first class, wondering what the hell's going on. And you've got to walk in there, no matter how you're feeling, and bring like a 20 out of 10 energy. How do you do it? Oh, good question. Look, it's just it's just one of those things. I think I've been a performer all my life. I've been a professional ballet dancer, and I've studied that Um all of my life and then I did a Bachelor of Fine Arts at, at QUT and I travelled the world and everything. So I think the stage is not foreign for me. And um, so I do love and feed off that particular vibe in the room. But, um, yeah, you just go and you just, like, zero fucks. Just give zero fucks. And I think it's the practice of giving those zero fucks where you just walk in and you're just like, we're going to have a great time. And I don't care if I look silly, professional, you know, just just give it all you got and have a bit of fun with it. And I think sometimes we lose a little bit of fun in our lives and we, we get caught up in, oh, well, what happens if someone thinks I'm too much or too little? And sometimes you just kind of got to shrug your shoulders and just go, you know what, who cares? I think that's how you kind of walk into it. Yeah, for sure. So I work with lots of people in public speaking situations and they'll often say, oh, I feed off the crowd. And I feel like Inspire is kind of similar. So you've got a situation mm. where the crowd's like, woo, woo, and they're into it and you're getting the energy and you're being fed by it and it's great. But there are times when no one's really responding. Yes, Your jokes yes. might be falling flat from like a speaking perspective. So what do you channel to just keep going when you're like, oh, God, like this is like drawing blood from a stone? Absolutely. I think unlike public speaking where it where if it falls quiet it is kind of crickets but with inspire or with group fitness training at least you have the music you have the beat you have the rhythm that is kind of giving you a little bit of a safety net you know because if if something doesn't land or if you're like come on team how are you today and everyone's like Yay. At least you've got the music behind you to be a little bit, it can kind of protect you a little bit. At the same time, I think you kind of have to get people out of their own shells because if they're not vibing, they might be a bit shy or they might be like, oh, no, I don't really want to scream or yell. Or So sometimes it's good to like do it a couple of times and just like, come on, guys, like just get it done or like, come on, let me know how you really feel or just prompt them a couple of times, you know, to really kind of make them feel comfortable because maybe they're feeling a little bit more out of their comfort zone or feeling a bit silly. So I think sometimes it's really good to, to just kind of, you know, repeat it, ask them again. Yeah, before you do a class, in the same way as before you go on stage, do you have a bit of a preparation ritual that you go through? <laughs> it's funny you ask that because I did notice it last week and it's like, you know, I do everything the exact same step by step. I walk in, lights on, 
I turn on the candles, I put my laptop up there, I plug it in, everything is exactly the same. And then I go through each of my songs, song one, check it, song two, three, and so on, all the way down to the to the finishing track. And I just kind of go through, okay, yeah, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that. It's like a little checklist. And then I feel a little bit more confident in, in delivering it because I've just kind of given it a bit more of a run through. I don't necessarily sit there and like meditate or anything along those lines, but before a big theme ride, because you know that Inspire Cycle does their theme rides or it, may, it might have been like the Mardi Gras ride. And sometimes when you have a little bit more of an expectation put upon yourself to deliver something extraordinary or you've got a packed out 50-50 ride or there's a wait list or I do tend to play the music and I stand there just in the darkness and I just close my eyes and I just take a little bit of a breath and just calm it down and just allow a little bit of calm before the storm. And I feel like that... 30 to one minute really helps to align yourself. It just gets my excitement because I'm, I'm a bit of a monkey. I just love it. I'm like, oh my God, 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 oh my God. Yeah, yeah, amazing, amazing. And then I put this pressure on myself. I've got to deliver, got to deliver. And then it's actually so beautiful when you just, I remember once when we were doing the, the Mardi Gras ride quite recently, I had Lululemon involved. I had drag queens. I had, you know, members of the community, um, key stakeholders come into this ride and a lot of first timers and I just played like Donna Summers and I just actually just walked around the empty room and just took a moment just to breathe and just go I got this it's all gonna be all good let's just like open this door and let's do what I do best you know and it just centered yourself a little bit I think taking that time out is really important. Oh, Jake, I love that so much. And I love that you share it because I think I know because people tell me they see people like you who are just so confident and so slaying it all the time. Some people might think that you just are like that and you turn up and with no preparation, you're good to go. So it's really good to reiterate, like I say in lots of my episodes, that everybody has a bit of a process to get to that point. Yes. So my next question is about your material because, oh, you know, I love all the instructors that inspire, but you in particular mm. have such a way with words to inspire us. Oh, thank you. So what do you like have like a whole... I don't know, a bunch of saved memes or I don't know. Where do you come up with this stuff? I think it's um, a lot to do within the moment. Um, it's a lot to do within the moment, but it's also like I have a genuine, a genuine passion and a genuine appreciation for every single person in that room, like uh, uh, that they've shown up and they're putting in the maximum effort that they can. I deep down believe it's my mission to pull your best out and I just, I have a pet hate when the instructor's like, come on, you can do this. Or like, get up. And I'm just like, there's something more deeper that we can talk about with this. So I do watch like a lot of like, a lot of inspirational videos or either on Instagram reels or something along those lines. Like I do dive deep into that. And I do find and target my particular people that I love so much and I follow them and I just get inspiration from them and bring that into my practice. And I think to inspire, you have to be inspired. So I think you really have to find your people. And that is a real big, important thing because a lot of people come and go, oh, I don't like cardio. Well, then don't do it. Or I don't like spin. Well, then don't do it. Or I don't like lifting weights. Well, then don't do it. You know, like it's, you've got to find what language speaks to you. It's the same thing with finding inspiration. That's why I try and vary mine quite a lot. Like I go into that whole meditative 
you know, spiritual side of things. But then I do do a little bit of the, that military army kind of like, get up, get the fuck up now, you know, because people respond differently. <laughs> and, and you literally got a, a room full of people that might be different. So I think finding who and what inspires you and really and really studying that and understanding why that that touches you and that will get you moving. For sure. And to inspire, you have to be inspired. And that's why mm. it's so important uh, in anything you do. And especially when you're speaking and sharing a message, you have to connect with that message first. Mm-hmm. And so much, I put out a lot of inspirational content as well about confidence and self-love. Yes. And everything I put out is stuff that resonates with me and that I use in my daily life. Mm. Yeah, It's authentic to you. And that's, and that's believable. As soon as you can see in someone's eyes, like, oh, that just doesn't look authentic. That doesn't speak you. Then people lose trust and then they just don't, you, and then you lose that connection. But like, like you do, you're very authentic to who you are. So that's why you've got connection. Oh, Jake, I love that because I do get some feedback saying, oh, you're so fake and you always put on a fake voice. And I'm like, oh no, that's like the worst insult that I can get. <laughs> motivation and inspiration is very vulnerable and it's very confronting and i think that's why people get their not not necessarily their backup but when you're when you're telling someone i want the best from you i want the best out of you it's very confronting to 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 some people and then they can turn around and go oh well you're that's not that's fake or that you know they can get really defensive and it's very vulnerable so you have to be like you know what like i'm deadly serious like you've got this within you and i believe in you so let's do this together I think that's where, like, because I get some of those comments as well where it's a bit like, oh, you seem like this is a little bit too much for me or, wow, you really dive deep because that's where the good stuff is. Yeah, it's whenever anything's triggering, it's usually Mm. telling you something about yourself, isn't it? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So what about the physical voice? Because that's another hard thing. While you're, you know, doing a high-intensity cardio workout, being able to produce that quality of voice, it's incredible. Yeah, well, I think, well, practice makes better, uh, as um, my ballet teacher always used to say, um, because perfect is unattainable. And um, I think it is, it's just practice. It's just a lot of diaphragm work. And you know all of that, like a lot of it sinks right down into my belly. I don't lift my shoulders up. It's not shallow breath. It's quite strong. And then use the abdomen. And as you breathe out, it's all about timing. So I'm breathing out as I'm speaking. So as I breathe in, obviously we can't. We can't speak while we breathe in, but using that diaphragm and pushing out the words and to use and also like a breath out. And that also gives you that that strong tone as well. So I think it's just like a lot of core strength. Yeah, love that. Anyone listening who's done my six-week voice makeover, am I bringing back memories of week three? This is what we talk about. (laughs) Yeah, it's so good. And the more fit you are physically, the uh, the better your voice is going to be. Do cardiovascular strength, you know, like in cardiovascular strength is hard. It's hard work. <laughs> There's no way around it. Nice. So we've talked about your, you've done a lot of dancing all around the world and we talked about channeling that performance mode, I guess, when you jump on the stage with Inspire. Did you also take that when you were on reality TV? So I think most people would know you from MKR. Yes. You yes. won the rivals, congratulations. That must have been Thank such so a much. huge thrill. Oh, such uh, incredible, incredible achievement. And I think it's something that my sister and I really wanted to tick off. And um, reality TV, you really do need to have the thickest skin possibly known to man. It's anxiety central. There were moments where I was like, 
you know, uh, hugging the bowl of the, the, the toilet, you know, wanting to just vomit because you're just so nervous. And it's not necessarily doubt. It's more the anxiety of failure. It's just more of on national television. So not only do you feel like you fail in like <clears throat> maybe your, your own friend circle, but it's like broadcasted onto the world. And I think that's where it kind of gets you really, really in the gut. <laughs> yeah. So how did you get through those moments? Monument by Robin. You know Robin, you know, Robin, the, the artist, she, there's this one song and it goes for about eight minutes long. Relating emotion to music is so helpful when it comes to anxiety and understanding that you can listen to it and I could listen to it to this day and it'll take me back to the hotel room um, just before you left for the grand final. And I just jumped around the room and I just, just told myself that I've got it and repeating that positivity language, repeating it and not letting the internal saboteur take over and just repeating, I've got this, I've got this, it's going to be good, it's going to be good, I've got this, putting a track on and just dancing and just Living the positive outcome because it's not all, always has to be disastrous. There's another side of the story. There's another side of the coin. It doesn't always, we always lead to ourselves, oh, well, what happens if this went wrong? But what happens if it went right? Because that's still a possibility. In fact, it's just the same of it going wrong. But for some reason, the wrong side of it always seems to consume us. So I think I like to relate emotion to music. It elevates your mood to therefore you're in a bit more of an accepting space to portray your positivity. Yeah, for sure. I uh, went to an all-girls Catholic school and we put on mm. Romeo and Juliet and I was Romeo. <laughs> pretty funny. I mean, the tickets sold out because people just wanted to come and see if two girls were going to kiss. It was pretty awful, yeah. really. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was preparing for that, I made a whole playlist and each song corresponded with a different emotion of the character. So I, I'm totally on board with that. And now, when I really need to get pumped up, I'm like Dolly Parton, nine to five, really believe that like moving and channeling music helps. And I'm sure like you would have been better placed than most having had that performance experience. Like people who've had no media experience, no stage, it must have been really hard to go into reality TV. I completely agree with you in in that sense, but it's like a lot of the other teams did struggle when they were, you know, turning their backs towards the camera or they were not cooking and not showing what they were doing in the pan. You know, I already had those type of things so that those teams had to repeat stuff where we could just carry on and cook. So it was less frustrating, correct. But at the same time, it was kind of like when the anxiety gets gripped and gets hold of you, you really are in a bit of a vice. So you really do need to get out of that because I can shut down quite, quite easily. Yeah. And I guess, you know, we do see a fair bit of emotion on reality TV mm. and it's no wonder, like with that level of pressure and that level of anxiety, of course, it's going to be coming out. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people are, like, are, are the television shows scripted? Is it this, that, and the other? And it's this, it's a buildup of a emotion, haven't seen your family. Um, everyone's throwing questions at you. People are trying to create storylines. You're trying to divert the storylines. You don't know how Australia's going to perceive you because the episodes aren't out yet. So there's a lot. There's there's a lot building up. So that's why people do tend to explode probably a little bit more dramatically than they normally would. Yeah, and 
It must be nice having your sister there with you and having so much love from Australia, like on your social media. And, you know, I think you were extremely well liked. There's so much support. But whenever, as you know, anyone's doing anything big or putting themselves out there, haters going to hate, right? How did you deal with the negative comments that were coming in? I tackle this differently to my sister. My sister tends to read everything and read all the comments and she reads all of them and does everything. And that's her thing. That's fine. I think she can handle that herself. She just wants to know. I, on the other hand, don't want to know because I don't really care because I'm like, if you're talking about me in a good or a bad way, well, then at least you're talking about me, right? So like, I just tend to not look really, you know, I just kind of just ignore it. But I mean, growing up gay, doing ballet, you know, doing all this girly stuff and everything, I've had my, you know, I've had my fair share of, you know, knocks and blows. So I over the years, you've developed a really quite thick skin. So it just goes back to giving zero fucks. As long as you're happy with what you're doing, there's, you don't need validation from anyone or anything. Yeah. And that's incredibly freeing, isn't it? When you really can give zero fucks, you can just do what you want to do, say what you want to say. Mm, yeah. And understand you, like you've got to understand, am I emotionally capable to take on board this negativity? If the answer is no, well then don't look at it. If you're like, you know what, I want to know what people think about me or like, I want to understand myself better, or I want to, I want to read it and I am emotionally okay to take this then dive into it. And if you read it and you start getting upset, well, then you're not emotionally capable to understand that or, or to take that. Because if you're getting fiery and if you're you're pushing them back with bad comments, it just puts fuel on the fire. So then you're just like, you're doing yourself more of a disjustice than, than you just by letting it go, you know? If you spent all the time worrying about what other people thought of you, think about spending all that time on developing and growing you. And think about how much further you could achieve and, and you can feel better, you can look better. Uh, all of that time spent worrying, you could spend time on you. And that's just what you've got to boil it down to. Amen. So well said. Mm. Jake, how can people contact you if they want to send you a message about how amazing this episode was? Oh, I know. I love this. This is great. We can sit and talk forever. Um, I'm heavily on Instagram, of course. Instagram at what's next, what's next, Jake. <laughs> I got braces in recently and it's really hard for me to communicate. This is a good learning curve. My, my pronunciation has gotten a lot better. You'll be very <laughs> proud of me, Sal. My enunciation is like really proper. <laughs> oh, I respect you. I'm wearing aligners just at night um, oh. and I'm wearing them just at night because I can't yeah. speak. <laughs> I mean, Try doing spin class with braces. It's like, and pronouncing Fs is really hard. So what's next, Jake, on Instagram is is what I wanted to say. Amazing. Well, Jake, you've shared so much great advice around uh, getting into the right energy zone, around inspiring other people and dealing with judgment. Was there anything else you wanted to add? I just want to really re- reiterate that confidence is a practice just like yoga it's a practice being authentic self is the end result of a practice you people don't just wake up and be like today i'm going to be my authentic self people always focus on the end result but they forget the pathway so always think like how am i authentic how am i authentic you feel authentic when you put on that piece of clothing and go oh God, this is good. You listen to that song, you're like, this is my tune. You you search the, for the motivational people and you're just like, that's living authentically. That's finding out what you love and what you do and what brings you joy. That's finding it. And that's a practice. You're not going to be great in a week, in a month, in a year, especially with confidence and everything. People just think you're born with it or you're born without it. No, 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 no. Everyone's got it. 
you've got to practice it and it's scary and it's you're going to doubt yourself but sit in that doubt understand that doubt and be like i am really scared right now but i'm going to do it just say that to yourself i'm actually really anxious right now but i'm going to do it and at least you identify how you feel and then you can move on feel the fear and do it anyway absolutely <laughs> jake thank you so much for joining that voice podcast not a problem sally thank you so much it's been a great time yay Thanks for listening to That Voice Podcast. For episode details straight to your inbox, leave your email at www.thatvoicepodcast.com.